Hey, welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. And today, we'll be talking about doing things twice, once mentally and once physically, so you can drive home the purpose of what you're doing. So we know that the things that we focus on is where we put our energy to, and that leads us closer to it. So the better that we can focus on what we're doing and executing properly, it gives us a better chance of achieving what we want. Things such as writing a book that you have in mind or nailing that presentation that you have to give. Whatever it is that you're trying to attain, it all starts mentally. This is where all of our ideas are generated from and if it makes us emotionally connected to it, we are more likely to pursue that idea. It's what gives us that extra juice to really go at it. These ideas that really grip us comes about because we can relate to them in a very strong way. Those thoughts become more concrete where we can comprehend them. It comes down to if you can see it, then you can do it. So when your vision is more clear... It becomes more vivid and you believe it is more attainable. And the more attainable it is, the greater belief and, and confidence you'll have in, in your abilities. It's almost as if you have a clear path or plan for how to execute your thinking. I'm sure we've all experienced having a plan such as how your vacation or your dinner plans will go to help you stay on track. These types of things helps us to get things in order so that they can go smoothly as there are different components that must be aligned so that idea comes together. So that vacation that you want to take involves thinking about when exactly to take it. Can you drive there or do you need to take a plane to get there? Where will you stay? How much will it cost? And of course, what amenities are there? What is there to, to do for fun? Or if you're making dinner plans for a celebration, you might think about who will be invited? How many people will be invited? What will they want to eat? Where will it be? When will it be? Will I cook or will I cater? And how much is it going to cost? When you're able to ask yourself these types of questions and answer them, you're already playing out visually how things will come together to execute properly. This is going to give you greater comfort and ease without thinking things through of how things are going to play out. It can be pandemonium that can cause discouragement. Can you imagine trying to take a vacation or have that dinner party without mentally preparing yourself for it? It can prove very costly as there's many moving parts that have to come together so things run smoothly. That vacation may turn out to be a miserable experience because you stayed in a unpleasant place, went at a peak busy time that drew a big crowd, and maybe you might have overpaid for those last minute flights, or, or maybe that dinner party might have been a disaster because you invited people who do not get along with each other. The food selection was bad, and, and there was not enough seating for everyone. So the result of not having a proper plan or strategy 
can make things very chaotic and keeps you reactive. So before we can execute on whatever it is we choose to pursue, it all starts with mentally preparing ourselves by thinking and walking things out so that they align when we physically do them. Knowing what we want and why we want it will give a greater connection to the pursuit. Mentally having that best outcome and the worst outcome makes you more aware of what you're working towards and what you're working away from. It acclimates you to the scenarios so you can come up with a game plan on how you can put yourself in the best possible position to achieve what you want. This starts by slowly thinking it out step by step and asking yourself how I envision things playing out. What do I anticipate will come about? To get to that best possible outcome, what do I consistently need to do to make it happen? And what do I need to do to avoid the worst possible outcome? This helps you clearly define what you will accept of yourself and what you will not. Put these thoughts into words or even record yourself speaking these things so it becomes more relatable and more real. Give yourself that alone time to just go over all these scenarios where you're closing your eyes and just seeing how things are playing out, feeling how things are playing out. This gives it more energy so it can grow into much more than what you imagined. Repetition is the mother of skill. So the more you're able to repeat this, the more refined and better you become at it. So mentally, you become a lot sharper and focused to what you're doing. And all of these things that you do daily become your targets. The more you see them, the more chance you have at hitting them. So your target becomes more about the process as opposed to the destination. The process will have so many hundreds and thousands of targets that you have to hit as opposed to one big target that is so far out. So that book that you're writing is not just one book, but 320 pages or 90,000 words that requires the addition of letters that form words, words that form paragraphs, paragraphs to create pages, and pages to create chapters, and chapters to tell a story. The result is a book that was made possible by a consistent cumulative effort. When you're able to do this, your target is right in front of your eyes each and every day and it makes things more attainable as opposed to the target being miles and miles out that makes it so vague and difficult to see and comprehend. The better chance you have at consistently hitting the bullseye. The further out that target is, the more difficult it becomes to hit it that can make you lose sight of what you're aiming for. The more you can see the target, the more real it becomes to you, and each time you hit it, your confidence just builds. And as that confidence builds, you create that big wave of momentum that carries you forward because you understand that the work you're doing right now is setting the foundation for what will be possible tomorrow. The mere end result is only made possible through all the things that must get done properly. Naturally, when we are excited about pursuing a certain idea, a goal, or a dream, we tend to think about the best possible outcome, which is good to have, but to get to that best possible outcome, you got to see all the potential road bumps along the way so you can better prepare yourself to handle them as they come. 
you want to make yourself aware of them so you're not blindsided and blow a tire that derails you from the progress that you made on the road to your destination. This primes you to simulate the hardships you might face that gives you an indication of what will come. Similar to preparing for a hurricane that's about to hit, thinking about how to protect your home and possessions, making sure that you have enough water and food and ways to get by like having a generator, fuel, and a gas-powered stove. This provides you with the confidence that you can get through this hurricane if it hits. And you got to do the same thing in whatever it is you decide to pursue. And as you do this, you eventually develop that forward thinking, that foresight that's going to help you anticipate potential problems before they materialize. That prevention will help you be better efficient with your time and you'll have solutions to roadblocks that come about. Your ability to see what's in front of you and further out is going to allow you to get ahead and not merely be stuck in place because you're not focused on the rear view mirror. While it's important to look at our past so we can learn and grow from it, we got to remember not to dwell on it, on what could have been or what should have been, because it can make us spend time ruminating that takes energy away from what can be done right now. So once you identify what you're trying to pursue, make your game plan or your strategy more detailed with checkpoints along the way to make sure you're on track. This can be a very simple thing to do as it doesn't require a complicated list that bogs you down. Just make it suit you that keeps you focused on what's in front of you. Eventually what happens with the game plan that you write for yourself is that you're ingraining that into your memory. And then it's eventually just going to become a habit. So when you give yourself the time to mentally walk yourself through how tomorrow is going to play out, that includes all the simple and mundane things that you're doing, such as seeing yourself executing on the work that you're supposed to be doing, like writing five pages a day for the book that you're, you're about to publish, or making that phone call to potential clients to buy your business products. The better you can get at seeing how the simple things will play out, the better you will get at seeing how they will come together to make massive results happen. This gets in the habit of predicting your actions that makes you more intentional in everything that you do. You become more conscious of what you will do in the future as opposed to just going through the motions. When you just go through the motions, there's a tendency to get lazy and more reactive than proactive. Reactiveness keeps you in place, fighting just to stay afloat, while proactiveness gives you the ability to see the opportunities so you're better prepared to capitalize on it when it comes. That intentness that you develop will make all the difference because it leaves a greater impression that ripples further out and affects other things for the better. As you incorporate more mentally priming yourself to go over what you expect yourself to do, walk through things slowly to help your mind process what you're thinking so it aligns with what you will do physically. This gets you mentally and physically in the same rhythm. Many times because our minds are racing with so many ideas and excitement that when we go ahead and perform what we expect of ourselves to do, we feel that our mind might be going 200 miles an hour where physically 
we're only going 30 miles. So we think we're going fast, but we feel we're going slow. I know this can be a little bit confusing, but just bear with me for a little bit. Because we have a tendency to think how great things will work out in our mind. That there needs to be an acclimation phase from going to thinking to slowly doing before you can go full throttle. Similar to when you're driving a standard vehicle, the thinking phase comes when you turn on the engine. And then before you can get into a higher gear, you need to start off in the first gear, build up speed, engage the clutch, and shift into second gear. And you continuously do the same thing until you reach your desired speed. If you try to go from first gear straight into the fourth gear, the engine's going to shut down because not enough speed has been built up to get you into that higher gear. So that thinking that we have needs to translate into slowly doing it physically before we can go full speed ahead. And this does take some time. We need to let the physical portion catch up to what is going on mentally so things can click. If not, there's a high risk of underperforming what we expect of ourselves. And this can cause us to become frustrated and discourage our enthusiasm. Mentally and physically, they both need to become acclimated to work in unison so things flow smoothly instead of with that start and stop trying to find that rhythm. Having the cohesion between the two sides allows less for overthinking that bogs us down from what we can do to just letting things happen. That the thinking phase has been properly processed so you are loose and relaxed to perform at a very high level. Those second thoughts or self-doubt have been resolved where you have a clear mind to focus 100% of your attention at the task at hand. Getting to this point can help us feel that comfort of simplicity. Generally, the better mood that we're in, the greater chance we have at doing things at a higher capacity. When that survival mode has been laid to rest, that panic that you once experienced now shifts to swiftness that helps you stay composed and move at a high speed. Mentally and physically becoming in sync will make you more purpose-driven that's going to allow you to better see things unfold in a more digestible manner. Your eyes will help you see what you're doing that's going to give you a better understanding of your mechanics. Similar to learning how to write, it takes time to find that right position of how to grasp the pencil and slowly drawing out the letters. I can still remember when I was learning how to write, I had those worksheets with the dotted letters to help me follow the pattern of how to make an S or a T or a W. Those were my training wheels of how to eventually write on my own. It provided me that pathway of where should I be targeting my next movement of the pencil. There were many times where it was all squiggly and was not pretty, but at least it gave me an outline of where my focus should be going. Eventually, I was able to write words on my own without having the need to do that. But I think for the most part, we tend to forget about going back to the basics because either we've done something for so long or things have come so easy so we haven't experienced that unsteady feeling 
of not getting it right away. Kids have a great way of embracing learning new things because they take the time to try to comprehend how they can do it. They're not so much worried about how they look or if they don't get it right away, but their willingness to try is something we need to continuously foster as we get older. If you think of all the things that we do, we all had to go through the process of learning how to do the basics before we can advance into something much more. The things like washing our hands, doing our laundry, cooking, cleaning. These are things that are very basic, but we had to learn them at some point. So each of those things had to start off in a slow manner before it clicked for us. And maybe what each of us do on a daily basis is so second nature that we do not come across that struggle and we forgot what it's like to be in that position. Or if we've experienced that struggle, we might retreat to what's comfortable to us, which is that of least resistance. So getting in the habit of allowing yourself to go through those walkthroughs in a slow manner allows that muscle memory to properly build that's going to help you achieve what you want. Just like throwing a baseball to get it to your targeted area, it requires consistently having the right technique, but just throwing more balls alone is not the solution. It requires a deliberate way of throwing it, and breaking it down in slow motion can better drive that point home. This might sound silly to do, but it's helping you to do things properly. It brings you greater comfort that you've been through the process in that slow manner that allows that muscle memory to stick better. This is going to be especially useful in settings where things happen really quickly, where there's very little room to think and it's almost about how you've conditioned yourself. You perform how you practice. So if you practice with excellence, you're going to perform with excellence. But if you practice with just going through the motions, your performance is going to follow that same standard. And in many cases, there's not a whole lot of time to see all the details that go on and you're merely relying on your preparation. If you think about baseball players, when they're up to bat and are about to hit the ball, they lose sight of the ball anywhere from 8 to 15 feet in front of them and are merely relying on that muscle memory that they've continuously developed. While there are many talented players that can hit the ball really well, they still have to hone in on their batting technique. And this starts with having their legs set at the right base with the proper bending of their knees, proper feet set apart from each other, having their arms and their elbows placed in the right manner to hold their bat, and getting their swing in proper order with the follow-through. They'll practice this in a very slow manner so they can feel the rhythm and build that technique and and that confidence so they can hit the ball. They're still going to practice hitting balls at full speed, but they always emphasize the fundamentals so they can consistently get better and be at their best. We can use that same concept in our daily lives, whether it's how we eat, how we treat each other, how we take care of ourselves, how we take care of others. Getting back to the basics helps us to live better lives. Being able to walk through these scenarios is going to make us more conscious of what we're doing. And the more that we're able to do this, the more we can correct the things that need our attention. 
So if we're not happy with ourselves or not happy with our lives, we need to get back to the basics and mentally prepare how we can be happy with ourselves. What are the things within our control that affects our happiness? Play out how you see your happiness forming, where you create it, and it's not just coming to you. Make it detailed so you can connect the dots and actually make it into a reality. Ask yourself, why has this not happened yet? And find ways to make it happen. This helps you to walk through the fantasizing phase to finding solutions and making it happen phase. The more that you're able to work through this, the more confidence you gain moving forward with what you process mentally. Having that mental and physical side fused together to work in unison in that slow manner is going to help you prepare in an intense state where you have that rhythm flowing smoothly and are just driving home that technique. You're pounding away at all the things that you properly worked on. That repetitiveness is sealing the outcome. This part is the really straightforward phase where you're just continuously repeating things to refine and cement what you're doing. Continuously stay at it so it becomes sharper. If you get lazy with it, then it's going to affect the outcome. Once you get to the physical, fast-paced part of the things that you're trying to achieve, it merely becomes about execution. It's almost like you've gone through the gauntlet to get you ready to go to perform at a high level. So that big game that you're prepared for, or that big project that you must lead, you work through enough of it mentally and physically to go out there and just let it rip. That hard part was done, and now it's about having fun. You prepared the ground, planted the seed, cultivated the crop, and now it's about harvesting. Where you're collecting what you worked for, you're just cashing in. The better the preparation, the more confidence you have going into your arena because you laid the foundation for what needed to get done. When you see yourself achieving what you were preparing yourself for, it will still feel significant, but it's not going to be as overwhelming that clouds you from knowing what's really important to you. It gives you the ability to stay grounded and continuously reset so the ego does not run the show. The great part about all this is it's not just the achievement, but looking back at your journey of how it was done because it makes it that much more special when you're able to reflect and respect all that work that you put in to make it possible. Remembering all that was put in is a very gratifying feeling that's going to help you going forward because you understand what it took to get there and you'll use that going forward for the next thing you decide to pursue. Knowing this is going to better allow you to refocus and not just rest on your laurels. This dispels that complacency factor that wants to set in. We all have the ability to form the lives that we want. And this starts with mentally preparing yourself for it. Working through those ideal and worst case scenarios is going to equip you to set out to achieve what's in your line of focus. The more vivid your thoughts are, and the better that you can explain them, the clearer the picture you have of how to make it happen. This is going to help you slowly walk through it, so you're better prepared to handle when it happens physically. All that preparation that you put in, or the little preparation that you put in, is a primary factor that's going to determine whether you reach what you set for yourself or not.
How you practice and how you prepare is how you're going to perform. Drive this home because the time spent on it is well used, but the missed time can hurt to know that you could have done better. Consistently working mentally and physically over a long period of time will be key in your pursuit. Focus on the fundamentals so you can execute with excellence. Emphasize taking things slow by walking things out so you can see and feel how things will play out. This is so fundamental yet so overlooked, but it's going to make all the difference in your quest. Well, it's that time to wrap things up. I really hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's a really cool, useful personal development resource for you to just walk through and see how it can better fit your needs. All right, until next time.